You want to sing us the Put It In Your Spouse song? Put it in your spouse. <laughs> your motherfucking spouse. Put it in your, put it in your, put it in your, put it in your spouse. That's so funny. I was just <laughs> saying, I was just telling Fran a moment ago that I would love to see her in solitary confinement. Which is such a, like, that is so... Because we were just sitting here waiting for the mics to be up and for the recording to be all set. And Fran was just in her own little world. If you were in, <laughs> if you were, like, in the hole for, like, 24 hours, you would come out with, like, three screenplays, <laughs> an album, and, like, a good vlog series. I would write all of these songs. I just... You know, some days I do want to go back to music because I like just like making up songs. I think it's so fun. Yeah, well, you're good at it. Like, hence the "Put It in Your Spouse" song. <laughs> Put it in your spouse. That's complete. <laughs> that's a complete original. It's not based off of any previous works. No, I'm not going to owe commission. Or All royalty. similarities to other musical works are purely coincidental. Yeah, Francesca's original songs may appear larger in the rearview mirror. <laughs> then, right? Is that what the thing it says? I think they're smaller. Smaller. Right? Aren't they smaller in the rear view? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. We don't drive anymore, so yeah, not I a problem. Know, I know. That's true. Someone said the other day on Twitter they couldn't believe that you hadn't heard the Hotline Bling song. They're like, it's always on the radio. And I thought, I don't. we don't listen to the radio because we don't drive. Right. Yeah, that's the only time you really listen to the radio, at least, at least for me was when I was driving. And I hear New York has terrible radio stations, too. Yeah, sometimes I listen to the radio, like, in the Uber, but, like, that's that's not... It's not the same. It's just not the same. No. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Solitary confinement. <laughs> We're going to make a star out of you. <laughs> Four corners in a triangle, but we'll keep it 100 tie optional. With a chest from my desk, acting on the screen. You know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is last name basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Francesca, you were on the Nightly Show recently. Oh my gosh. With Larry Wilmore. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. It was really funny because I was actually. Initially, I said no. <laughs> yeah, you were about to not do it. I remember that. I was there. I was not going to do it. I like I talked about this on Snapchat. P.S. I don't listen. I tell all my business to fucking Snapchat. <laughs> it's I your really therapist. Do, it is my therapist. I love it because it's like no pressure. It just goes away after twenty four hours. I feel like I can you know like just kind of um, spill my guts there. Yeah. But I was talking about on Snapchat how I regularly deal with imposter syndrome do you know what that is no you've never heard that term before no oh yeah 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 that's where you feel like an imposter in social settings or certain settings just just like as a rule right yeah you always feel of. like you're you don't belong yeah it's kind of uh, well the way i heard it is it called like outsider syndrome I, the same thing or different i don't know i always heard it described to me as when people have like opportunities or um, good things happen to them. They feel like undeserving of them. And I first got introduced to the concept when I was working at Upworthy because, and I was, it was so true because we had like this orientation about like how great we were and how we all need to be there and how oftentimes when you are getting praise, people have imposter syndrome and they're like, what is going on? Like, I don't deserve this. And mm. I thought, I felt that way in that job at times. I was like, everyone's so talented. Why am I here? And then I felt, that way with like the nightly show opportunity yeah i was like why are they asking me like i can't do like what the fuck um because of its political bent right and i just felt like i just 
politics are not really my strong suit. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much that I don't understand about politics. When it comes to politics, I've come to view it as it's not really anybody's strong suit. It's just a bunch of people guessing. The real difference a is... A lot of people A lot of people seem to be very knowledgeable, and personally, I don't feel very knowledgeable. They are, but that doesn't make them right. No, no, That's no. That's the I, thing. I mean, they have a lot of... they. You know, they can cite to things to support their positions, but a lot of times those positions are so misled that their knowledge really amounts to amounts to nothing. Well, I guess maybe that's the difference between me and those people is that I don't like to say something if I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I agree. Yeah, like, I'm I'll just keep that. my mouth shut. I'll be like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, you sound great. Uh-huh. Except like, for I- this podcast where I will <laughs> freely talk about things I know nothing about. Say, ditto, ditto. Rumbler, it was a hoax. <laughs> yes. Just so you know. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, sorry that we gave you that bad I know, information. yet I managed to sign up for an account there. It's yeah. like... <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, I was on the Nightly show last week and it was awesome. Thank you to everyone that watched. If you haven't seen it, I shared a clip of it on my Facebook page. Um, and yeah, I was on the episode with Shonda Rhimes, which I did not get to meet Shonda Rhimes, which boo. Is, boo, that sucks. But I still get to say that I like breathed the same air as her. Awkward. What? Kind of, kind of disgusting and slimy. Why is that disgusting? I want to breathe your air. I like, didn't say I, I lotion first of, would tell you me, that. Excuse me. I didn't say I want to. I said I did. This is not about like <laughs> I, I went in there being like, meaningful oh my god, there. oh my god, I can smell her. Like it wasn't like that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, like we are in the same vicinity. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is like, um, you know, what is that? Like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was right. just like, wow, like I'm closer to someone that I really admire and look up to than I was before I was here. Mm-hmm. And you got to smell her breath on the air. No, I did well, No, I did not. <laughs> this is disgusting. Um, so, uh, I think, you know, it's, you know, we have really come full circle here on last name basis because I remember when we were first starting, we talked about cuffing season and now cuffing season is upon us once again. If you don't know what cuffing season is, it is when it becomes winter and you find a boo just for the winter to keep you warm. And then when winter is over, you kick them to the curb, (laughs) right? Yeah. That's apparent. I learned this from you guys. So I learned this from from you and Victoria. Oh, you didn't know what cuffing season was? But last at the start of last cuffing season, when we were here, or I guess at the end of last cuffing season, I don't know, somewhere in last cuffing season, it we came up. We started the show in January, which is like prime cuffing season. Yeah. It's cold in January. So, I mean, it was still cuffing season when we started the show. And now I, I've seen actual articles by New York Times who are saying it's cuffing season. And they actually pulled some people who said, yeah, I do notice a pattern that when it starts getting cold and it you gets looks, dark really you start early, for a partner. everybody suddenly has a boyfriend or girlfriend. And then comes springtime, suddenly everyone's single again. Yeah, that's weird. I I mean, maybe because we're from South Florida, I never noticed that. We don't before. really have a cuffing season. No. There's no reason to cuff. No. <laughs> and why is it called Nobody cuff? cuffs down there. I don't because this guy, who is it? Fabulous apparently popularized the term <laughs> you don't know in 2013 no i don't <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny but, he's a rapper okay well he has a song called cuffin season and according to new york times the key line is summer hoes turn into winter wifeys oh v- that's cute victoria did you know that 
But you wear that. Yeah, you, you, you're like an expert like, on cuffing. Victoria's like, <laughs> you're like I, I can cuff with the best of them. Patrick doesn't. Do you know have? Do you doing. have your? Do you have your your cuffer lined up for this <laughs> your season? Cuffer. She's like, we're we're testing out a few. We have a few applicants. <laughs> we are reviewing uh, CVs for yes. for cuffing applicants. Well, that's nice. Um, well, kind of related to cuffing season, I read that Adele's hello inspires 64% of women to contact their ex. Where do these 64% of women yeah. just listen to Adele and they're just like, I got to call my ex? No, because what they did was there was like this website. This is kind of a sketch website. It's called whatsyourprice.com. It's like an auction-based dating platform, which kind of sounds like mm, prostitution a little bit. Yeah, so it's a it's like the next iteration of Craigslist personals. It's Ashley Madison, I guess, but like with real people. And like, real money. It's yeah. like we're actually, we're just going to call it what it is, paying for dates. Right, exactly. So it's like an auction-based kind of It's like all a- in roses, too. They're like 300 <laughs> roses. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, yeah, so anyways, this site did a, um, a survey of... It was actually a substantial survey in terms of how many people. It was 41,000 single men and women. And they were asked to listen to Adele's hello and then, like, give feedback. And it inspired a lot of women to reach out or want to reach out to their ex. They're like, fuck this website. I'm gonna, I have somebody else I can talk to. <laughs> oh, is that it? They were, they were about to pay for a date. And then they realized they listened to Adele and thought, you know, I'll just call my ex. Yeah, Fuck, exactly. I don't need to pay for dates. I know, exactly. I have somebody that has already seen me naked. Yeah. I already have their phone number. Yeah. I don't have to pay. I know them. they're not a murderer. Exactly. So, hello. <laughs> and then they just, like, reached out That's to them. That's interesting. Honestly, though, have you listened to Adele's songs? They're always, like, a lot about heartbreak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're always, like, really sad. Even, like, the one where she says, like, she shows up and she, like... She's like, I know that you didn't invite me to your wedding, but I'm going to show the fuck up anyway. You That's know? a song, really? Yeah, wait, what's wow. the name of that song? She's like, she goes in about how she's like, misses this guy, and she's like, I know you didn't invite me. You don't know that song? God, now of mm. course I can't think of it, but she's like, yeah, she shows up at the wedding, and she says like, I missed you, and like, I love you, I want to be with you. Oh, that's yeah. not a good look. It's a good look for Adele because uh, she stayed on the charts. Yeah, yeah. Well, her song might be great, but uh, how many women did it inspire to show up at their ex's wedding? I, ooh, I don't know. Hopefully, not many. Hopefully, not sixty-four percent because that's a shit show. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's a thing that actually happens outside of like movies, right? Like, I don't think that that really happens where people say like. If anyone objects, mm-hmm. speak now or forever. Hold People you. don't do that. They didn't even say that at our wedding. Oh, I told them not to. You did? Yeah, because I thought like half your family would have raised their hands. <laughs> Seriously, I thought I was actually worried that there were going to be people being like, "No, this really, no, not this guy." That's so freaking funny. No, I um, I I don't think that that actually happens in real life. I feel like that's just like an urban legend that people actually stand up and object to someone's wedding. Well, if you have thought about contacting your ex, maybe it's time to put on Adele and and get up the gumption to actually make it happen, <laughs> so you can join the sixty four percent of women who said hello it's me i've been wondering <laughs> whether you would like to meet that's my adele impression hey, yeah that's uh that's special that's uh <laughs> that's really really you unique are. that's good never thought i'd find someone like you 
<laughs> yeah, she shows up. She shows up. Oh, I didn't know that's what song. that was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good song. It's super it catchy. I just want to cry every time I listen oh to it. Oh, my God. I'm like bawling. And they play it in like retail stores. I'm like, I don't need to cry right now. I'm shopping for shirts. <laughs> I need I need a button down that goes well with this pink tie I have. Amazing. Okay. The most, the most impressive thing I saw all week was a Chinese reporter <laughs> reporting on a unique variety of mushroom that was found, and I forget exactly where in China it was found, but local reporter reported on this unique mushroom that was found deep in the dirt, and- Which is kind of weird, like why, who reports on mushrooms? Well, because it was so unique and so different, mm. because it seemed to have two heads and lips on one end, <laughs> Wait, what which she said, it appears to have lips on one end. It turns out that it was a sex toy. It was a rubber vagina on one end oh. and a butt on the other oh and a shaft God. in between them, which you know what to do. Wait, but it was, <laughs> Wait a but second. she thought it was a. She thought it was a. She mushroom. thought it was a mushroom, and all of the townspeople did too. They had it, and it was dirty, so it looked kind of like a like a portobello cap or something like that. That is really. And really they had gross. it. They were all just like poking at it and, just, and talking about how strange it was. They consulted the village elders, how who confirmed you, that they had never seen such a mushroom. <laughs> how did you find? What were you looking for? I was when you found for, this special mushroom. I was looking mushroom. for a mushroom supplier. For our co for cooking, I just wanted to cook. I wanted to make some good food. On YouTube, you were looking for a mushroom supplier. On YouTube, <laughs> you like pervert. No. What are you talking I'm about? Kidding. I'm kidding. I forget how I stumbled into it. I think we were looking for. Um, I think we were looking for the Korean woman who was naming fruit and putting it in a blender. Oh, in yeah. the weirdest fashion possible. We had a really. This is a weird night. We had a night of looking at some weird shit on YouTube. Our friend was telling us about this girl. It was very weird because it was like sexual, but not sexual because there's nothing sexy about it. Where she was like doing this dance. At and one she, point, she said, "I'm really sexy." Yeah, she was like, "I am sexy," and then she was like, "A tomato," and then she like throws the tomato in the blender, and then she's like, "Banana," and she like bites the banana, and then like spits the banana into the blender. It was like mockingly sexual. And then she was like writhing around, and she was like, "Yeah," she was like, "Ooh, grapes," and she starts like squeezing the grapes all over her face, and then like throwing them in the blender, and we're watching was like what the heck is where's this going and then she fake no she puts the plug in her oh, mouth yeah and makes blender and sounds like, nah, 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 and then nah, pretends nah. to drink the concoction that's really just a bunch of solid fruit thrown into a blender yeah it was really 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 strange uh, she was really pleased with herself though and apparently there's a whole market for that in korea well there's a market for this thing called i don't know if this is from korea but it, i know it's called mukbang which is like people just eating stuff on camera mm -mm. which is just like and it's not even done in a sexual way because i've watched i watched it's actual some. eating they are literally just like they show you all the food they have like all of these delicious things and then they just sit there and eat and some of these girls make like tons of money because they have like private shows where you pay and they'll eat specific foods that you ask them to eat hmm i know isn't that like so how do some i foods get it are, are are a turn on for some people i don't know I, don't, I mean i can only guess that it has to i mean i don't know why else you would want to watch someone eat something other than it being like sexual but they do these things where they pay and then they like get to make requests you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's not like you and a bunch of other people watching like you get to say like okay now i would like you to eat the double-headed mushroom. Ooh. <laughs> you just like eat this eat this dick. How about that? Oh, 
like is that (laughs) eat a dick um no i mean like they ask them like here eat this type of sushi that i like or eat this like you know eat a burger or like you know i think it's a i think it's something about like the interactive of like me telling you to do something and then like you know what i mean like there's a lot of weird shit on yeah like the asmr stuff stuff. like i didn't know about that until recently recently where like people listen where they like talk like oh love we should do a a whole episode of our podcast that won't bore anybody no there are probably people that are getting turned on by this right now don't turn anybody on fran i know you're in public and you are just loving every second of this (laughs) 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 and then i cackle in your ear and ruin it for you no that's a thing that where people listen to people like whispering they get like um like a tingle from it or something yeah, I don't know how that works. And I do I have seen it. And they'll crunch some paper and they'll say, Oh, it sounds listen to this paper rustling or this yeah. let me leaf through this book or let me pop some bubble wrap and you're you're loving this right now. So, I don't know why. I mean it's but that's the thing though. I mean I kind of as as much as I don't understand it, I think it's kind of cool that the internet gives people the opportunity to find like whatever it is that you're into, like do you. But you can get on the internet and find somebody that's into it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of those things where, like, you might kind of, like, how do you go to a bar and you're like, hey, so uh, do you like just chewing up food and spitting it into a blender and (laughs) pretending that the blender is on? Is that something you're into? People be like, what the fuck? Get away from me. No, we don't. No, sometimes we do, though. Mm -mm. Because last. I don't. I know how to take direction, I do it for a living. That's true. That's true. Like when people pay you to eat certain foods and uh, speak. No, in certain no. Ways. I mean, like you know, I've been doing a lot of voiceover stuff recently, and the whole job is like people saying, like, okay, now say it really like laid back and casual. Now say it like you're an authority. Now say it like you're talking to your friend. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, I'll do that because that's my job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. No, I'm not listening. Duh. But there are clip-on man buns now. You can actually get a bun to clip on to the back of your head as if you have long hair and you put it up in a bun. See, I I think you and I differ on the on what the do we differ on of the man bun. What do we differ on? Well, the clip-on man bun, of course, is obnoxious and obscene, right? And generally offensive. Oh wait, but you like the man bun. But see, I come from a place where man man buns are are. A, not a status symbol, but something to be respected. Why? What are you talking I about? I think I'm, because because long hair, and then you put it up in a bun just to get out of your face, and you're a badass. Why? Why does that make you a badass? It something just that makes is... you cooler. Honestly, because it reminds me of like samurais. I don't know why, but that's a thing. I kind of am like bothered by the fact, and, and this is not a new conversation. I've heard this before. It bothers me that we have to like masculinize, which I don't even know that that's a word. Like that we have to like make things like a man bun. Like, why can't it just be a fucking bun? Like, why does it need to be, like, a man's bun? Like, or, you know what I mean? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, even even when it comes to, like, body wash, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dove makes body wash for men, and it's, like, it's, like, men's wash. You know what I mean? Or, like, mm-hmm. or even, like... I don't even know. I feel. I like- remember when they were first pushing loofahs, and they had I forget which football player. He was he was the spokesperson for the loofah and the body wash. And they were really trying to get the the male market. 
And so they got this guy who just embodied masculinity, and he was basically barking the the virtues right. of this loofah. He's like, "Don't fear the puff. The puff isn't ladylike. The puff." Yeah. You know, he just went on and on, and I was like, "All right, maybe I'll try the loofah." And it's always like, "Not your ladies. Not your ladies like wine cooler. This is a man cooler. Yeah, man you know what cooler, I mean? it's right? Like, yeah. What the heck? Yeah. You know, and even like." Um, I don't know if you saw when they came out with the new rose gold iPhone. There were all these like bros on Twitter that were like, yo, I like that rose gold iPhone, but that's just gay. I can't get a rose gold iPhone. Like, you know what I mean? Or even like. What a strange sentiment to be like, that's gay. I really like I it. I like it, but I'm it's not gay. gay. Like, like, what's the point of that distinction? Right. Well, and even most recently on Twitter, they changed the um, the favorites from a like a star to a heart, mm-hmm. and they were guys complaining, but they didn't want to heart other people's tweets because like that was gay. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm, this bizarre. idea that we have to attach like manliness to everything. Like yeah. you put your hair up in a bun, but it's got to be a man bun. No, you know <laughs> I what think, I mean? Like I think you have it a little confused though. No, it's, I it's don't. It's a man bun because it's a bun on a man. But what? Right, but that's kind of redundant. That's like being like, oh, those are um, those are man glasses. Like yeah, because I'm, they are man glasses. No, but that's what I mean. Is that like I don't like. Inanimate objects don't have a gender. No, they don't, but they do have a place in how we perceive and how we sexualize ourselves. And I think that that's bullshit. I think that, like, if you like a pair of glasses, that you should be like, oh, I like these glasses, not like, oh, these are men glasses or, like, these are female glasses because, like, I don't think that you can – do you know what I mean? Well, to one extent, you're right. By labeling something like this is okay for men, this is okay for women, it creates a lot of gender norms that are needless and can be harmful. On the other hand, men and women tend to really like to – be a sexual entity, you know? Yeah, but that has nothing to do with your sexuality. Like, like, who you have sex with has nothing to do with, like, how you fucking put your hair in a bun or, like, what glasses you like. Well, to be fair, it it kind of does. How? Because because there are certain things that go over well. So if I'm a man looking for a woman, like, I might do, you know, and I frost my hair with those blonde tips. If that gets a positive reaction from women and that's what I'm looking for, then that's what I'm going to do, and I'm doing it. You uh, see what I'm saying? Yes and no. I mean, I think some I, personally, I it's think like a, a lot of, gr- I don't know, grooming is a different, is a whole other thing in the sense that like there are some things that we do for ourselves, and then some things that we do to attract a mate. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes like the things that I think are stylish and cute, you're just like, I don't really know about that. Whatever it is that I'm wearing, I can't think of an example now. But there mm. have been times where like one time I bought this coat, which I ended up returning because it was really expensive. But you were like, that coat makes you look like Peter Pan and you like it. <laughs> you thought it was so ugly and I thought it was so cute. And I remember when I showed it to someone, a friend of mine, she was like, I love that. And sometimes I feel like girls dress for other straight girls. Do you know what I mean? Like certain things that I like I don't think that you like or that like I'm not doing it for like guys to say like, oh, I like that. Like I like it. And the people who seem to appreciate it are usually other women. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's less about like trying to attract a mate and more about like something that I like. Like, Well, yeah, I mean, you already got a mate. Okay, right. But what I'm saying is prior to having a mate. I was not buying certain clothes or like wearing my hair in certain ways because I thought like, ooh, a man is gonna like this. I was doing it because I liked it. You yeah, know but it's I'm not saying? that it's not that overt. It's you don't do it because you think men are gonna. You're not trying to appease another group. What you're doing is 
is assimilating what other people think, including the people you're looking to attract, into your concept of what looks good. And that's going to be part of it because you have, I mean, specifically, like, why do we get dressed at all? I mean, we do it because there's some sort of social demand for it. Right. I mean, mean, aside beyond just covering ourselves, but why do we choose what to wear and how we look? There's a reason because we want to send a message. And part of that message for for a lot of people. But there are a lot of people who dress in a very androgynous way, or there are some people that are, you know what I mean? Like play with things that are not traditionally masculine or traditionally feminine. Yeah, but there are. But I I think most of them have some concept that they're doing that. And and a lot of it's like this is what I just like, and that's right, cool, exactly, and, and that's great. But they're they're also cognizant that it goes against other social norms, which seem to develop very naturally. Right. But I think what I'm trying to say is that there, I think there are more people, especially men, because there are such like strict gender roles, like that are prohib- like telling them that if you do certain things, that means you're feminine or like less masculine. There are people who who censor themselves or prohibit themselves from enjoying or or expressing enjoyment of certain things because they don't want to be seen as like weak or like less masculine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like and it's a very it sucks. Like I think it's really stupid that like a guy can't wear his hair in a bun without it being turned into like man buns because it's like a bun is somehow seen as like inherently feminine when it's just literally wrapping your hair so it's out of your fucking face. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that that's weird. Well, it's two different things. I mean, like, man buns always exist for anyone who's... I used to have long hair. I put my hair up in a bun constantly. But did you call it a man... Did anyone say no, to because, you, like, hey, because, man, like, a ch- I'm digging that man bun? Like, no, do you know what I mean? No, but at the because at the time, man buns weren't a fashionable thing. It wasn't like because when you put a label on it, man bun. Now you can talk about it as this, the, as this, as this like fashion nuance right. amongst guys. Right. See, but so that's it's... how I even feel about like bromance. You know, when they're, when they're like two guys are friends or they have a bromance, it's like, well, why can't they just be two guys that are friends? Like, why does it have to be like a bro thing? You know what I mean? Like, it's just I think like, I like think add that's... some fucking flair and, and like nuts on it. Like what? Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like why can't you guys just be friends? You know? Like I just feel like. I think the bromance thing is just like a fun, silly way to reconceptualize a, a male friendship. Yeah. That's it. Men are also just, they're just so concerned with their sense of masculinity. That's what I mean. It That's is so fucked important up. And, and frequently very fragile because it's so important to yeah, them. Have you seen that hashtag, masculinity so fragile? No. You never yeah, saw You know that? what? I think I did. Yeah. It is. It's extremely fragile and it's easily threatened, at least, f- f- you know, yeah, from what I gather from seeing people responding to, say, the heart on Twitter as right. opposed to a star. Um, it is fragile, but it, it's obviously something that is is common amongst men enough that there seems to be. I mean, you won't find a man making out with another man just because they're drunk at a party. <laughs> you will. You can yeah, find I feel women like, I doing feel like, that. I feel like that does. I feel like. See, I feel like it it would happen more if it wasn't as stigmatized. Mm, possibly, but I think, I think the, it would. I think the stigma also comes from some sort of some sort of internal compulsion. You see what I'm saying? Like it's chicken or egg. Did this? Did the stigma cause men to not want to act that way, or did the fact that men didn't want to mm. act that way create the stigma? I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I think it could be a little bit of both. I definitely think that if there wasn't, I mean, in the same way that like, yeah, like now man buns are a thing. So now guys are like wearing their hair in buns. I feel like 
prior to it becoming a fashionable thing, there are probably guys who thought, God damn, my hair is getting in my fucking face and I need to pull it back. But you know what? That looks that looks gay, dude. I'm not going to do that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Of course, so yeah. like they or even like remember for a second in soccer, guys were wearing like those little headbands and like. You know, to, like, push their hair back. Mm -hmm. And I feel like prior to it becoming cool because these soccer players were doing it, more guys would have thought, I wish I had a way to pull back my hair, but a headband is going to look too feminine, so I'm not going to do that. I'll just stick with, like, my hair being in my face all the time. Do you know what I mean? So. Fucking man buns. If you want to get a man bun clip on, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to make it full <laughs> how circle. To bring it, how to bring it back how to, to the bring actual. It back. Whatever. We had a we had a nice deep talk about uh, gender norms and expressions of masculinity. Yeah, we learned almost nothing. Listen, we. Can, but it was fun. We get deep over here on last name basis. We keep it. We keep it all the way. All, all the way from from the double double headed mushroom sex toy. Ew. To uh, to gender norms in society, we really. We really know how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we really know how to talk. Is yeah. like... I think that's really an honest takeaway from that. We just kind of talked about a lot of stuff. Um, can we just like touch on the Paris attacks for like a second? Because I don't really know that I have that much to say about it. But I do think it's important to like just I don't know. I, it's brought up a lot of thoughts for me. OK, yeah. Jump in. So last week, you know, there was a series of um, terrorist attacks in Paris. And um, I think most recently, like it's like o- over 100 people were killed, mm-hmm. which is just really terrible. And I just feel like it's really interesting in terms of how people are expressing solidarity and how in some ways it has it feels like a lot of times when there's like a national or, or an international tragedy that it becomes more about people expressing how they feel about the tragedy rather than like actually focusing on the tragedy. Mm. Like everyone's running to like change their Facebook profile, which is, you know, like a, a nice gesture, I guess. But it also feels like really passive. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, clicktivism. I I constantly run up against this this dilemma where it's like you want to show support. On the other hand, like what can you do? What can you do, especially when it's a terrorist attack in another country right. that you are have no no proximity to? Right. I mean, it, there's not much to be done. Not yeah. for the common person. Well, not for the... and I think some other things that like I kind of got me thinking about, and I saw this. Um, I saw a quote from this site called so let's talk about.com that mm-hmm. I follow on Tumblr. Um, and they talked about the fact that like people have really expressed all this grief over Paris, but at the same time, you know, like the day before the Paris attacks happened and supposedly these are linked. There was a series of attacks or in Lebanon, like the day before mm-hmm. and like 40 people were killed. And it's like, we didn't see the same, like it's kind of been overshadowed by Paris. It was like the day before. So presumably they could be related. And even a few months ago, there was an attack in Kenya and 147 people died, but no one was changing their Facebook profiles to the Kenyan flag. Right. You know what I mean? Like Facebook did not. And even for Lebanon, which happened again the day before the Paris attacks, Facebook implemented a um, 
a safety check-in system for Paris to let people, their family members know that they were safe, which mm. is awesome. That is great. But people in Lebanon were like, well, why didn't you do one of those for Lebanon? Yeah, we have Facebook. We, we have Facebook. Facebook too, and like 200 people were injured. You know, less people died. But still, it was a it was a big deal. It was like one of the biggest, you know, terrorist attacks that they've had in recent history. And so it's kind of like this double standard of it's awesome when we can show solidarity for something terrible happening, but consistently it seems to be that we we meaning like the collective consciousness care more about certain types of victims do you know what i'm saying like oh, yeah. we, like if oh, the, yeah. if the victim like Paris, like oh my god a tourist place and like, i saw lots of people posting pictures of like themselves with the eiffel tower you know what i mean like mm-hmm. which is a beautiful like that's awesome i'm really glad that we're showing support but it fe- to me in some ways it felt more like well, Paris is this beautiful place that I've visited, right. so like I feel really upset about it. We care about the people there. We care about the people at this tourist place that I visited. That's very beautiful and romantic. You know, we got engaged in Paris. Like I, I yeah, we got engaged at the Eiffel Tower. At the Eiffel Tower, like I, like I had an amazing experience there. But I don't feel more connected to the tragedy there than anywhere else Mm -hmm. just because it's like a beautiful place that I've been to. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really know. It kind of like, and again, I I hate this idea that like there has to be like a competition, but it does kind of make me have give pause to the fact that, that there are people that died literally the day before and no one's, it was not national news in the way that this has become national news. Mm -hmm. And I wish we could, that we could show our love and support to all of those people, you know what I mean? Rather than turning it into like, all right, y'all shut up, like that we're talking about this one now. You know what I mean? It is interesting because every time something takes hold and people really start the whole solidarity routine, which is kind of a routine now, it's like this thing happened, we're all in solidarity. Right. And then like you were saying, you change your little profile pic with a right. flag over and it. And l- again, no shade, and, and this is the thing, I see lots of people changing their Facebook profiles and that's no shade to the people that are doing it. It's not at, wrong. At all. Like, I'm not, it's I don't not, think it's a bad thing. It's not wrong to say, like, oh, I stand with the people in Paris and, and we feel for them and our, our hearts go out to them and things like that. But it is interesting that every time you do that, it's kind of necessarily to the exclusion of something else. Yeah. And, and that's I think kind that's of what, what this article talked about. Yeah. I think that's what you're picking up on there is that, if, okay, if you say this is important and we're all going to move on this collectively on social media or whatever. Right. And you're saying that anything similar to that that you didn't move on, it shows that that's less important. And I think that's significant because when some, you know, and, and, and terrible things happen all over the world. Absolutely. You can't, you time. cannot talk about every single one. To go back to the outcry, uh, like concerning, concerning Paris and not Lebanon and not Kenya. Right. Um, I think it shows where our fidelity is mm-hmm. as a nation. And I, I, I don't, I think it speaks poorly of us. Yeah. In that, because what we're really saying is we identify with Paris, right? But we don't identify with Kenyans, absolutely, and like or Lebanon, like or, yeah, we don't, right. we don't, we don't see ourselves there, yeah, and so. You know, sorry guys. And I like. think that's a symptom of of a very narrow minded American, and and I I would and white and white. Yeah, I was gonna say I was trying to figure out the best way to say that, but it's true. It's a it's a white lineage. Yeah, and it says Paris is important to us, and we identify with that. So attack on Paris is like an attack on us, and yeah. we feel threatened. Right. But when it happens in so anywhere in Africa, let's face it. Yeah. Nobody cares, and and honestly, it feels sometimes like. Oh, another terrible thing happened in Africa. Yeah, exactly. It feels like uh, homogenized. And even like when the Kenyan thing happened, I saw people sharing pictures of like dead.
dead bodies and stuff where it was like, I don't think that and now we have respect for the Parisians. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you see you see that. Oh, you see that a lot of times. I remember when the when the journalist and the journalist was shot on camera, which was a fucking terrible thing. Like, don't get me wrong. And I said very publicly, like, do not share pictures of that. But in contrast, you know, we saw videos of Eric Garner being choked on camera over and over mm-hmm. and over again and or Tamir Rice being shot by right. the police like you know what I mean it's There's like definitely our, a theme there now in the international setting ex- as well exactly mm-hmm. where it turns into like well let's have respect for these people that have died but like when it's black and brown bodies it's literally like turns into fucking they're you not know, us. gore porn, you know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like 24-7 news cycle, like, let's watch it over and over again. There's a burning building in Baltimore, like, wah! Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think that it's hard to strike a balance for me in uh, being sensitive to the terrible things that has happened, but also being critical of how our media and how we as Americans address it and talk about it to say, like, it's really important that we're sensitive to this this issue and that we are um, expressing solidarity but let's also remember that we don't do this for everybody we do this for a certain type of victim Mm -hmm. for a certain type of uh, atrocity or tragedy and if it doesn't fit into you know like if we don't have like a pretty white face to put on a tragedy then it's not a tragedy to a lot of people. You know what I mean? The same way that like you can beat up a, a cop can beat up a black student and it turns into like, well, she's a bad blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. like a white dude can go kill a bunch of people in a church and it turns into like, well, he was a sad guy. And I think I said this before, but I think that in terms of like where people feel okay being just like admittedly racist, I feel like the Muslim community gets a large brunt of that in the sense that people feel. People feel like they're expressing their like Americanism or I don't their know what patriotism. their patriotism. Yeah, they're being patriotic by hating by else. hating Muslim people. Do yeah, you know what I mean? As and, a group, right? Exactly. And not to mm-hmm. say that like anti-blackness and racism isn't everywhere, but I feel like people are really bold when it comes to saying that they don't like Muslim people or just like like there was a woman recently. Uh, I don't remember what her religious affiliation was. She wore a headscarf who did get beat up because she wasn't speaking English. And I saw people on Facebook, not anyone that I knew defending it and saying that it wasn't racist you know what i mean like literally saying like no i think these people are evil and their whole way of life is terrible i mean even with people saying that they thought obama was a muslim i mean they literally just didn't see any problem with linking muslim people to terrorism Mm -hmm. and that they like you said it's some sort of like patriotism it's very very concerning and i feel like I hope that people from this tragedy are using it to have serious conversations with their friends and family that might be expressing those sentiments because I feel like you said we're going to see a lot more of it yes. now. It's in the really wake your of duty situation. to it's really your duty to remind people who start to lean that way, right? That 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 doesn't that's not a sensible perspective. Right, and like it, ISIS it doesn't does make not, you a better person. ISIS does not represent all Muslim people. I think they've already claimed responsibility is what I most recently heard. But it sucks that now every Muslim person has to be like, hey, guys, I denounce this. I'm not okay with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like suddenly it's their job to say that it's fucked up. And now it's time for Florida Man. Florida Man! <laughs> that was good.
You asked me to yell. No, 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 I, I did. did. I did ask you to yell, and you you brought it. I can take direction. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Um, so if you are new to our show, Florida Man is where I read four Florida Man headlines as homage to our home state. We're not just shitting on Florida. We're from there. We've been <laughs> we there. We crawled out of that shit. We know what it's like <laughs> down there. Um, and we so still smell funny. No, okay, please speak for yourself because I smell delicious. <laughs> um, so I'm going to read four Florida Man headlines. One of them is fake. And Patrick, the real Florida man in this relationship, mm-hmm. has to determine which of these is Why fake. can't I just be from Florida? Why does it got to be a Florida man? Huh? <laughs> you know, why is that important? You got to masculinize everything, right? Exactly. <laughs> you, are, you are a Floridian. Okay, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, number one. Florida cop. Too wasted to accept award from Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yeah, I think I actually saw that one, so I know that that's real. Okay, number two. Florida man calls 911 after party guest pees in his pool. Florida man calls 911 after... Yeah, probably. I mean, that's not unrealistic because people call 911 for the stupidest shit. Yeah. Number three. Florida man gets a year in jail. Wait, 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 wait. Was that pool in Florida? Or did a Florida man like make his way into another state Ooh, and pee in somebody's pool? That's a good question. I I'm... don't know why that's relevant, but it seems important to okay. me. Okay, I'm not going to clarify. <laughs> Number three. Florida man gets a year in jail for biting a dog. Did we already do this one? No, I don't think so. Oh, I thought we did this last week. I don't know. Maybe I saw it somewhere. So I'm going to say that that's real because I, I feel like I've heard that before. Okay. And the last one, you have to pick one that's that's fake. Okay, all right. The last one, Florida dad lets four year old daughter tattoo him. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna say that the last one is fake. Ooh, you're wrong. <laughs> the fake one was Florida man calls nine one one after party guest pees in his pool. Wow, I'm getting better. You're getting good at this. That one's subtle. That one's really subtle. It was subtle because yeah. last I think the last Florida man we had. A weird one about a guy calling nine one one about his taxes. Yeah. So I was like, "That's that's my new strategy." Is I try to like fold in things that we've seen. Build. Before. Yes, I try to build fake Florida man headlines around possible or real headlines. Right. To throw me off. That's good, man. You're yeah. getting good at this. I also want to say a big thanks to um, D Moon Donna on Twitter for sending me the um the cop too wasted to accept the mothers against drunk driving i saw that that is i i actually read those those articles he basically got shit faced at an event for like mothers against drunk driving and allegedly he drove to the event drunk i'm not surprised cops there are all sorts of stories out there about what cops have done while they're drunk and on duty or and driving their patrol car oh that's so scary well, um, definitely thank you, Donna, for sending me that headline. And thanks to everyone who sends us Florida Man headlines. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, no, thank you for um, helping me do my job because I always end up doing it like at the very last All right. Yeah, you do. Minute. You're a procrastinator. What? Procrastinator, sorry. No, I. thank you. Please don't, please don't put that out there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just had a horrible time. Okay. Um, do you, would you like to do a listener question or would you like to go straight to the slanguage B? Oh, we've got, we've got so much. Yeah, we can put these listener questions um, next week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's All right, we, need we had a very serious episode this, this week. We did. Even when we tried to make it funny. I had, I had a mushroom, a mushroom sex toy and it turned into a thing about, about gender norms. No, it didn't. It kind of did. That yeah. was the man man bun turned into gender norms, not the sexual mushroom. It kind of went one from the other the to the other. The sexual mushroom turned into 
something else. It was not, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some Slanguage B. Okay, can you do a Slanguage B intro? How should I do it? You know, however you want. Okay. Go for it. Slanguage B. <laughs> That's our ASMR Slanguage B intro. I hope you're getting the tinglies. Um, this week's Slanguage B is a phrase, and it's from last week, so you've had ample time to find out what it means. What is it? Slide up into your DMs. Oh, I know what this means now. You do? Yeah. Oh, no. Because DM means direct message. Oh. And so it just means somebody's direct messaging you. Oh. Yeah. Mother. God, you really just, I mean. I know. Was I feel that, like you kind of punted on this I one. I waited to the last minute. <laughs> I'm seeing I, a, I did. I'm seeing a theme here. I'm seeing yeah, a pattern. Okay, but I do think that slide up into your DMs generally has a very sexual nature. So it's only when you're contacting someone to be like, Hey, Shorty. <laughs> People don't say Shorty anymore. No? No, I don't think they do. Oh, okay. Okay, well, then I don't know how to slide up in anyone's DMs. <laughs> well, good, because you're not supposed to. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, well, listen, we got really serious this week, but I'm glad that we did. Sometimes that, that, that happens. Sometimes we need to have, like, deep talks, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let us know what you thought of this week's episode by tweeting us with the hashtag last name basis, or you can tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. A tie optional. Oh, Sorry. Were you, are you <laughs> I was here? sleeping. You were sleeping? Or you can email us lnbpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us your questions or you can send us topic suggestions because we sometimes do get um, advice on things to cover in the show based on your feedback. So thank you so much for definitely sending that stuff along. It is a very big help. Um, anything else, Patrick? I think that's it. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis. Are you getting the tinglies? Are you tingling? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>